This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. I'm throwing big weights. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. Hour two of Mackie and Judd with Rami, live from the Minnesota State Fair. Stop on out, check out the merchandise booth right around the corner from where we are broadcasting. Show us your Score North mobile app on your mobile device. Get a $5 t shirt. And we have the All Arise t-shirts on sale with all proceeds going to Luis Arise's favorite charity, the Ronald McDonald House. And uh, while you're there buying yourself a neat t-shirt, stop on by and say hi to Mackie and Judd with Rami. Uh, I've been here about seven months, guys, and Mike Zimmer, I mean, we just, we haven't even started an actual NFL season. Mike Zimmer is already a quote machine, and I'm liking him for the fodder that he provides for this show and shows like it, including telling reporters today when asked what he wants to see from his specialist before they make a decision on who will fill each role. Quote, I want to see the football go through the yellow post. <laughs> yes, that's, Mike's that's, right about that. That's a solid goal, Mike. That's w- a solid goal. Wouldn't that be refreshing to consistently see that football to sail the football through, go through the, the yellow, yellow post? post? Yeah, man. What's your, okay... Judd, what's your evaluation of what the actual competition is right now? Is, is and where and and where was it when Vedvik was brought in? Was Vedvik brought in to compete for both the kicker and the punter jobs? Was he brought in as a potential third kicker slash punter? Um, you know, longer field goals, etc. Was he brought in just to compete as punter? And where is it right and now? And why was he like, brought like, here at all if that if he wasn't and, brought in for that? Quick side tangent before you answer those questions. Sorry to cut this off, my own question thread off. If you're basing your decision off of what you may or may not see on Thursday night, you're doing it wrong. If you're literally going to go into that preseason game on Thursday night and say, well, let's see how he kicks. Let's see him boot a ball in the air as a punter, and if he can make a couple field goals, you can't be making those decisions off of a preseason game or even off of, like, two preseason games. That's not enough of a sample to tell you one thing or another. So if you feel like Dan Bailey is, is your kicker, or if you feel like Vedvik should be your kicker, nothing that happens on Thursday night to me, from a performance standpoint, should affect your decision. But I feel like not just the Vikings, but teams make decisions based on, whoa, whoa, whoa. he missed a field goal. But I mean, what do you have? I know, I know they have practices to go on, but part of, part of being a, a kicker is performing under pressure because you're going to have to go out there and make those kicks on the big stage in a competitive environment. You can't measure that in practice. What else do they have to go on other than preseason football games? Well, let's start by telling you guys that practice today at TCO Performance Center didn't go so well. Oh, boy. Vedvik today 
So they started outside and they moved inside. Vedvik was five of nine on field goal attempts today. Uh, why he was brought here, I don't know. Z- Zimmer expressed frustration after Vedvik missed the two kicks on Saturday, saying, well, it seems like since Vedvik got here, Bailey has kicked better and, uh, and Weil has punted better since then. Uh, so the question now becomes, would you jettison a guy who three weeks ago you traded a fifth-round pick for to keep the punter and the kicker? I'm telling you guys, having covered Spielman, I'm going to be amazed if three weeks after the fact he cuts, he allows a guy who he traded a fifth-round draft pick for to be cut. But I think there's a fighting chance they keep all three. But keep all three and do what with them? Vedvik would, I, and I don't agree with this, okay? So I'm telling you something I shoot don't the, agree with. Shoot the messenger. I don't agree with. <laughs> Vedvik would kick off and would possibly attempt long field goals, and Weil will punt, and Bailey will kick field goals. But the problem is, I really think, like, if you were to break down 2019, what do football teams do wrong? Like, what has evolved but football teams don't, don't catch up to? Kicking and punting is A, number one. Yeah. They still treat it like it's 1975. And they don't know, they, don't, they hate these guys. I mean, I really believe deep down in their hearts, because a kicker, I don't think guys like Zim can fathom. You can't control it. I, but also, if you're Zim, you work all year long, not just season, all year long to stop offenses, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to stop Tom Brady, and I'm going to stop Aaron Rodgers, and I'm going to stop Russell Wilson. And even if you're successful, at the end of that game, a little guy who weighs a buck seventy-five could come out there and use his little foot to put a football, as he said, through, through the, the yellow, yellow posts. Post. Yeah. And I think it drives these guys nuts. But like the way that they handle this, I really thought this year that they got it right because oh. they hired Nate Kading as your kicking consultant. And I thought, and I was not joking when I said I think what they're going to do is tell Zim just go away, Mike. Don't worry about this. We've got we're going to handle this. And yet still, he's angst-ridden about a position, and Phil, I, I think you used the perfect phrase there, that he can't control. I would be, too, if I was coach of a Vikings franchise that always seems to have kickers missing field goals that they shouldn't. Um, and I really think, you know, actually, we were taping something earlier this morning, a project that will be unveiled very soon with Sage Rosenfeld. My, my lips are sealed. And that's all I will say. But I will say that he was talking about a, a, a game in which he and a teammate spent the entire week trying to unlock the opposing defense's formations, right? And so they spent all week, wow, oh, wow. Oh, cookies, wow. My making an appearance Thank here. You, Thank, Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, Sweet Martha's Cookies. By the way, three cookie barns. Anywhere you are walking around the ferry, you're I'm, probably within I'm a football field. The segment, we, we've lost, Rob. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> segment? What are you talking about? See you tomorrow. And, and Sage's point was, we prepped all week, and we watched hours of film, and we finally, on Thursday night, we finally found the thing that they were tipping defensively and, and spent the entire afternoon for three hours exposing it and racking up almost 500 yards of total offense, right? And so NFL coaches and players put all this work into scheming and X's and O's and execution, and all of it can be undone by two things, turnovers and kickers. <laughs> yeah. And so... If you're a coach, you can kind of control turnovers to some extent. Like, all right, we're going to work on ball security, right? But the only thing you can really control with a kicker is getting a new one or praying that your current one snaps out of a funk. But to Judd's point about the way we handle kickers in the NFL, the way coaches treat kickers, it's, it's very archaic. 
I think strategically it makes sense to move toward having just one guy who's your kicker and he your does punter everything, right. so that you can have an extra defensive end or an extra wide receiver yeah. or an extra whatever that is, right? Uh, maybe you can have... And maybe you can have an extra developmental spot for a guy that might not play a lot, but your practice squad's loaded. There's all kinds of things you could do. And instead, it feels like the Vikings are maybe going to have three of these guys on the roster. But would you give up a fifth-round pick for something you weren't pretty darn sure about this close to the season? No. Like, would you give up a fifth-round pick and then cut that player after two weeks? I think That my, seems very, very, very odd. I think Zimmer would. I think Spielman won't. And Spielman ultimately has final say of the 53-man roster, Rami. Yeah, but I, it, it, none of it makes sense. Hey, I'm, I'm with you. I'm seriously not yeah. debating you one bit. I'm telling you how I know, how I think they think. You're going to use three roster spots I, on kickers and punters. But, Rami, look at your guy, Nagy. What's he doing? I don't know. So, so you know, this is not a Viking problem only. Nagy has spent the summer making human beings' lives miserable. But... Because because of doink doink that I can't that I can kind of get because like I just said to Phil kickers have to kick under pressure that's that's a big part of what but is they he handling it right I don't know if he's handling it right I'd but say no I can see why he's doing it I might disagree with the methods but I can see why he's doing it he's putting these guys under pressure and saying make a kick whether it's in a practice or in a preseason there is pressure that these guys are going to have to deal with when the situation is real. So I I get why he's doing that. I don't calm down. Smell the cookies. Okay, I'm, all right. Everything's fine. <laughs> the world is a great place. Cookie therapy. I'm starting it. Sweet Martha's therapy. I don't care about. I love it's like Byron Buxton cookies. just suffered a rehab setback. The Vikings still don't have a kicker, yeah, but there's cookies. You think that's why they brought him over because of the Byron Buxton news? They're like these guys need this. Yeah. They're going to need this right now. Just, just slightly melting over the corner. Oh, the, my God. The, Wetmore has already come and grabbed, too. He's done. He's cut off. Yeah, he weighs like 112. <laughs> he could have more than two. In fairness Amazing. to him, one of those was for me. Oh. So. Well, then He's you're cut him. off, too. Now you're both cut off. Uh, gentlemen, a story we didn't get to yesterday. That I, I Let's touch on the actual story, but then I have a question off the story. Okay. Adam Schefter has been taking a ton of heat not only from Colts fans, but from just football fans in general, for breaking the Andrew Luck retirement story at, an, at, at a time that wasn't advantageous to all the parties involved. That, that he picked up word that, hey, this has been kind of a thing that they've been talking about for a week or so, and, and they were planning a Sunday 3 p.m. press conference, and he gets word of this on Saturday night during the game, and he said, well, I mean, I... I break news for a living. I'm going to break this news right now. And, and he's been feeling a ton of backlash for a few days, saying if, if they were going to hold a press conference at, on, on, on Sunday at 3 o'clock anyways, why wouldn't you just let the team break it? Why do you have to insert your you know, breaking news job thing into all of this on Saturday night? And, and, and what did you guys think of that backlash? I'm so confused. I am so – like, have we just lost all perception – of what the media is and what they're supposed to, what they're supposed to do, they get information, and then they give it to us. That's that's the basic job yep. of the media. Adam Schefter's job is to get news and to relay that news to football fans. Yep. His job is not to make Andrew Luck's life easier. His job is not to make the Indianapolis Colts' job to win football games or break big news easier. Adam Schefter's job is very simple: get news. Break news to football fans. That's what he did, and that's what he's supposed to do. And do, do we think for one second that if, if Shefty decides, you know, 
culture playing right now. I don't want to be a bad guy. That Ian Rappaport is not going to turn around and tweet it out immediately. No, he's getting scooped. If yeah. he doesn't do it himself, somebody else is doing it. So, so like, there's no, there's no win there. He can't be. He can't say, you know, I'm just going to let this one slide. It's Andrew Luck. It's one of the. It crashed ESPN.com's website. It crashed the website. He can't. He can't call his bosses in Bristol the next day and be like, Hey guys, I had it, but I didn't want to be that guy. I think I'm most fascinated by the uh, the other tentacle. I was watching Schefter on Sports Center the next morning, and they were asking him about just the fallout from the story and the process, and like how much did you know? And he start, starts to explain his night on Saturday, and he was at I believe it was his 75 year old mother in law. They were holding a surprise dinner for her at an Italian restaurant in New York somewhere. So they've got all this family in. It's a surprise, and they've got everyone at this nice Italian restaurant. And all of a sudden, he gets a tip. The biggest breaking NFL news story of the last 10 years, and he has to leave this dinner. Have you guys ever had, I'll start with Judd because Judd was an NFL beat writer, Vikings beat writer for a while. Like, what's the most you've ever had to just peace out of a family function because oh, that's easy. sports news call? Oh, that, that's so simple. <laughs> so, um, 2008, when was the first Favre to Minnesota? Or was that May of 2009? It was probably May of 2009. The first overture? Well, yeah. When, it, when um, So I think it was May, May 5th, 2009. It's Dawn's birthday. And we're going downtown in a cab to, to meet friends at the local. And we're going to, uh, you know, we're, we're being responsible because we're going to get hammered downtown. And I'm in a cab and I get a text from Seifert being like, did you see the Farb news? I'm like, what? No. And he goes, yeah, uh, there's a report from ESPN that Childress is going to see Favre in Mississippi. I feel like one of these Favre things happened when you and I were at Jordan Bianchi's house for like, oh, it some might have. random then, gathering. Then it became like, oh, my God, Judd's got to work right now. Then, then it became a joke. <laughs> oh, in fact, I think it did. But so on this one, so I find out the news, and I'm like, honey, I've got bad news for you. It, it's your birthday. I'm dropping you off. I'm, I'm going to walk to the Star Tribune. And go to work because I got to work. Wait, like you can't. She, but were you guys meeting friends, or did you just yeah. drop her off alone at a bar? I dropped her off alone, and <laughs> friends were on their way. Oh, so you did. You dropped her off. <laughs> I alone dropped her off alone. The cab dropped. The cab dropped me off at the local and the Star Tribune, which was I don't know eight blocks away or something. I walked there, and I worked until I don't know ten thirty at night, and walked back to the bar, and it was winding down, and we got in the cab and went home, and I didn't, and I think I had. One beer total instead of sixteen, but that was, but that, but that that's became. Where, that's where claw life comes in handy, by the way. But the Favre thing became a joke because it was constant. After that, it was constant that Brett Favre would take any gathering party. There'd be Favre news, but that what that was the first time and probably the most important thing where I said I can't ignore this. I can't be like, hey, somebody else cover Brett Favre possibly coming to the Vikings. I don't know that it's ever necessarily happened to me where. I had to leave a function to go and cover something, but I certainly have used it to my advantage and pretended like I had to be somewhere to go and watch something or cover something. Whenever there is a game on Thanksgiving or there is a game on Christmas or there is a game on Easter and I am uh, tied into family functions that I am not necessarily all that excited about being tied into, I'll go, hey, I... uh, Dinner was great, but I got to run. I got to go catch this guy. <laughs> you know what's good for you, Ron? I love that. I've done the same thing. Thanksgiving, especially. Like this pack. I mean, this Packers game is is big. This is a Thanksgiving game. We're gonna be talking about it all day tomorrow at work. I got to go and catch the game. 
yeah, I'm off tomorrow. But I got to go and I might talk about it on Monday. I got to go and catch the game. Oh, you got to see it. Exactly. I have to watch every last second of it live as it happens because DVRs don't exist. Let me get out of here and uh, take some dessert to go. Thank you. Yeah. So, I don't know. uh, The Schefter thing is just he's got a job to do. And his job is to report NFL news. And if somebody tips him out, what I'd be curious about is how does he get news like that? Does, well, Jim, does Jim Irsay send him? Okay, that, but that's the question. Who tipped him off? That's the question. Because clearly, from, from the story that you told me, Phil, he wasn't, like, actively working. Like, if you're actively calling your sources yeah. and, and you're like, I've heard this about luck, clearly somebody sent him a text out of the blue. That's my question. And that's the good question. Who tipped him off? Mystery. I mean, was it the Colts? What, who... Who would have had something to gain by getting this out there is, my, is, I think, the question that has to be asked. Somebody with the Colts, somebody evidently felt this should be out there. Because they could have, you know, it'd be a long shot, but there's no fighting chance that if, if everyone kept their mouths shut, you could have kept this under wraps until some point Sunday afternoon. But when did we get to the point where we were upset with the media for disclosing information that they received? Like, I, I'll give you... Seriously. How deep do you want to go on that? Yeah. Just short of three <laughs> years ago. Should we start taking phone calls? <laughs> but no, it was before that because I remember when I was, I was working in Milwaukee and the first time Ryan Braun got popped for a failed test. And he was in the appeals process and the league isn't supposed to release that news until the appeals process is complete. Yes. And we found out about it and the reaction, and some of this is just homerism and Brewers fans not wanting to believe that their guy isn't the greatest guy or isn't the most honest of a competitor. But the reaction that was widespread as we talked about this was, why are we even finding out about this? This is supposed to be a secret. Why are people reporting this? This isn't supposed to be available to the public right now. And my stance has always been, give me all the information. I want all the information. I don't don't hold anything back. Give it all to me, and that's their job. Even if if you don't want it, don't follow Adam Schefter. Don't follow Ian Rappaport. Don't follow anybody whose job it is to get and relay and break news to you. Just don't participate because those guys are just doing their job, and there are a lot of us out here who get who actually want the information and want it as soon as we can get it. That's Rami Makloff. I'm Phil Mackey. That's Judd Zolgad. This is Rami and Judd with Mackey on the All-New <laughs> Score North. <laughs> or Mackey and Judd with Rami, or Judd and Rami with Mackey, whatever combination you want to go with. But you can find us. Every single weekday from 4 until 6 o'clock. And you can find all of our State Fair merchandise here exclusively at the Score North booth. We're hoping to put some of this stuff online at some point, but there's no guarantee. So if you want a Bombas, 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 Ebombas shirt or Bombas soda or uh, the yellow gloves catching a football, a la Adam Thielen. Or if you want the All Arise shirt, Arise. 100% of the proceeds to Luis's favorite charity, the Ronald McDonald House, you can get your hands on those here. We're going to try again to bring Judd to our side of the fence when we come back here. I'll explain more about that on the other side of this break. All right. Welcome back to the Minnesota State Fair, where this has been one of the weirdest weather days of the year so far. We've had sunshine. We've had like 30-mile-an-hour winds. We've had hail. Our TV got knocked over. Sunshine again. It just can't decide what it wants the to do. The TV be got today. knocked over? Didn't the wind knock the TV over it earlier? It, it over blew pretty. it over all the way to the railing. Really? It's on, a, it's on a roller stand. Okay. Yeah. You so. guys want the lights on out there? The camera fell down at one point. Can you turn on the porch light, Jonathan? Yeah. Yeah, if, if there's porch lights, we would definitely take them. 
spotlight. It's going to rain again, huh? Last night, gentlemen, I was at the XL Energy Center. <laughs> Two tentacles off this discussion. Let's actually uh, let's fire up an episode of Claw Life Chronicles right okay. now. Okay. Okay. All right. Last night, I'm at the X for an Iron Maiden concert. Okay, Iron Maiden. I was shocked by that. They sold out of White Claw Tall tall Boys at Iron Maiden last night. At Iron Maiden, it is a it is it's a new it's a new high point for the Claw Life movement at an Iron Maiden metal concert. With mostly metalheads, if there was ever a around. beer crowd or even a hard liquor crowd, yes, it's an Iron Maiden concert. In fact, at one of the at one of the uh, the bar areas, I was talking to one of the bartenders and said, "You know, we got into this discussion about the different concerts and the types of alcohol that people usually drink." And she said, "Yeah, Barry Manilow was here a couple months ago, and a bunch of red wine drinkers, right? Bunch of red wine drinkers, and some some just aren't even looking to get buzzed up at a Barry Manilow concert." And then she said, "You know, if uh, if." Uh, you know, John Bon Jovi comes to town. You know, it might be uh, might be beer drinkers, but you get those those metal concerts, and it's for sure whiskey and it's beer, whiskey and it's beer, until now. Until no, wait, now. wait, wait, wait. Can I with the black cherry cowboy white claw? Okay. Judd, if if okay, Iron I'm Maiden, if you, Iron Maiden, okay, here's why. I think that settles it. Because really. it was a Monday night. I'm guessing the I'm guessing the crowd. Circa 1985 would have just been absolutely obliterated, but they probably all have their corporate jobs now, so they went with the claw because of the alcohol content difference. It's really not that different. No, and claw's I, thought about, it, I thought it was. Claw's 5%. about 5%, which yeah. is what most average well, beers why, are. Then I'm drinking my beer still. Oh, I thought it was less. No, it's less sugar. Oh, so it's just less fattening. Less yeah. carbs. Oh, I don't care about that. <laughs> I can always go a pants size. Maybe, maybe you should. I'm <laughs> in radio. What do I? What do I care? So, so I, I'm just saying, that if if Iron Maiden followers who have, I think that settles it. Beards and and tattoos and are very manly. And I and I clanked a claw with one of these gentlemen last night. Of course who you bought did. me a claw. Of course you did. I think there's. Oh, you're getting free claws. I got a free claw last night. That's just right. one free claw or more than just one free claw. Okay, that's good. Yep, yep. Good for you. So the other thing that occurred to me is I had. Very, very low expectations. I love '80s rock and '80s metal. Iron Maiden's fine. They're not. They're not in my top twenty list never of favorite bands. Been an Iron Maiden guy. Like you don't like them, or you just have never really gotten into them. Just never got really gotten What's into a, them. Yeah. What's a song? Hit song. Uh, two minutes to midnight. Run to the hills. Um, I don't know. There's probably the three hills. or four that you've probably heard on the radio for sure. Okay. And by the way, they put on major theatrics at these concerts. So. It is top three most pleasantly surprised I've ever been when I either go in actively not wanting to go to a concert. Watch out for that TV behind you. If it's going to crash into my head, let me know. Yeah, it might might take you out. It's top three most pleasantly surprised I've ever been going to a concert when I had low expectations or was just indifferent. Hmm. How many many original members of Iron Maiden are are still there? Do we know? I don't know for sure. Judging by the ages, like there was a couple younger dudes playing guitar, so I, I don't think it's... They're not they're not dealing from the full deck of originals, <laughs> sure, but um, yeah, there's probably like like three or four, yeah, I would guess. But do you guys have any concerts that man, you just you got dragged to it, the gal dragged you, or you went in with very low to 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 no expectations, and you came out saying, you know what, I'd go back. I don't think that's I would happened do it. to me. Really, I've gone. I don't to, think so. I've gone. Because I've show. been like a full list. It happens, See, to, it happens to me a lot. <laughs> I've been to shows with high expectations and disappointed, and conversely, had not high expectations 
and been very pleased. But I don't know that I've... I'm trying to think if I've ever been to a concert that I got dragged to. And I don't think I have. I don't think I have. Because no. I'm crotchety, and then I'll just... I'm like, I don't want to go. I, no. See, I, lo- I, love just, I love going to right, concerts. But you go like... I don't want to say randomly, but you're willing oh, to yeah. go to stuff you don't know at all. My list in, in this area here, aside from Iron Maiden, there's three others that stand out where I... It was like a free ticket or last-minute thing, and it wasn't necessarily like my choice. But, all right, we'll go and tip back a couple drinks and go have a good time. Sure. <laughs> Demi Lovato okay. is on this list. All right. That's fine. I went and saw Demi Lovato with my gal about a year or two ago. Actually, it's probably two or three years ago now. Uh-huh. Awesome show. Uh-huh. Super fun. Not just like your canned pop music. Gets out there, does some covers. I believe it. Puts a lot of work into it, clearly. Fell on some hard times. I think she got into some drug. She had a heroin addiction. I think. Yeah, happens. You know, what stars don't. You know, happens to the best of us. I have a cookie addiction right now. I went to a. That's why you put them in here. So thanks for that. Much appreciated. Went Uh, to a Kid Rock Kid Rock concert at the X. No, like three years ago. Like way past. Like Kid Rock's prime was fifteen years ago. Yeah. Kid Rock and Bob Seger put on one of the best shows I've been to in ten years. I'd see Seger. That doesn't surprise me. He he had Bob Seger singing. Like vulgar versions of his own songs, with a headband on and like a Hawaiian shirt by the end of the night. Okay, it was great. It was amazing. Yeah. And then the other one was a country one that Rami would just be out on. But yeah, Eric Eric sure. Church, I'm not a big Eric Church fan. I know, but the, the name, guy but put I on a show. Know. The guy put on a show. I think country singers often put on really good shows. I'm pretty sure of that if you can get through it. What? Well, <laughs> you just out. your fo- well your phobia. I still don't know if I completely believe it. Did you see the look on that, my face when, when that we guy had started people calling in and singing country to us? When that guy started to sing on the air, you did look like you were about to be ill. <laughs> yeah, I was. But it's still, I've never even heard of this before. It's real. Cantorophobia. It's that's a real remarkable. thing. It's a real thing. But that's, yeah, that's I, fine, Phil. I've I got no judgment there. I think I might be done attending concerts. I, I had this. I actually, yeah, I think I might be done attending concerts. Explain. I don't know. You're I not just, even 40 yet. I think about it, and it it doesn't seem appealing to me, especially the tickets I can afford. Do you like any bands a lot? Oh, yeah. No, I okay, love like, music. Like, who who would you... I'll give you a perfect example. Still go see. They were just here, and this was a... I don't know if you call them a band, a group, whatever you want to call them, that I loved growing up, and I always wanted to see them in concert, and then the opportunity came. They were playing while the X Games were going on. The Wu-Tang Clan. I oh. thought about going to see a Wu-Tang Clan concert. Okay. And then I thought about what the experience would probably be like. And it's going to be really crowded, and there are going to be people acting a fool. Somebody's going to be drinking too much or smoking too much or whatever they brought and ruining my good time, and especially with the tickets I can afford. Like, Phil, last night, you were in a, you were in a, in a, in a suite, right? I was in a suite. I think I could and sit. And the tickets were free. I think I could sit in a suite and enjoy a concert. I don't make sweet money. I do all right here at Score North, but I don't make <laughs> buying a suite for a concert type of money. And sitting in, like, first of all, like, general uh, general admission seating or, like, standing. Like, somebody offered me to go to see Fish at Alpine Valley a few months ago. I've seen Fish 15 times in concert. Love Fish. I'm not standing on that lawn at Alpine yeah. Valley. And, by the way, Iron Maiden. I just can't do it. The general admission floor tickets, no chairs. There was, like, see, that's Three thousand people. Afraid they get thrown? I don't know. 
That is not my it's idea 3, of a good time. people just standing in front of the stage. That stage. is not my idea of a good time. I wouldn't do that. And yes, I, I think, I, I'd be out on that. I think this is the first sign. You said you're not even 40. I think this is the first sign of me turning into Judd, essentially. <laughs> just a crotch. No, no, no. You're so so basically a key old man. If it's sweet life and claw life, you're in. And if yeah. the tickets are you know free, what he is? Okay. Yeah, I've gotten really soft. <laughs> I'm not even 40 yet, and I've gotten really soft. <laughs> you're me with more phobias. Pro- yeah. I, could, I, like you've got, I can you've see got that. more. I don't like people and crowds. And I like I wouldn't come here unless I was paid to uh-huh. and sit on, on a nice porch <laughs> and had a shuttle. I wouldn't come here, uh, but I feel like your phobias take you to a a Seinfeldian level. And one of my I don't know if you'd call it a phobia, but uh, a hang up, a quirk, whatever you want to call it, my shy bladder. Yeah, that, well, that's not, another. But I'm saying you are. A, it does not perform well at concerts or what? anything anything where there's like a crowded bathroom and a line of people waiting to use the urinal behind me. Like, it is just shut off. Like, it's just, you are, it's you, not happening. You are a sitcom character. It's just not happening. Seriously. Like, <laughs> like you could do a sitcom. And this isn't a put-on. I'm not trying to be a sitcom no, character. No, I know. I'd like to have a sitcom one day. That'd be great. But I, this is but not you a... just play home games. Yes. Only play home games. You, you've got some country music disease that I had never heard of in my life. Cantorophobia. Cantorophobia. Yeah, yeah. Germophobia. Germoph- yeah, I mean you. I'm a mess. It, I'm a mess. I'm a neurotic mess. Yeah. The, the greatest thing was was the day before the state fair started when Phil's like, "Come up to our booth and meet us." And Rami's like, "Yeah, that's great, but just fist bump me." <laughs> <laughs> no handshakes. Oh, yeah. just We'd love fist to bumps. meet fans. We'd love to meet listeners. Nah, come I on up. To. We're having a great time. Rami's like, "Yeah, for sure. Come up. Don't touch me." <laughs> <laughs> Don't make eye contact. Don't touch me. That's fine. But you can't yeah. take it personal when it's everybody. <laughs> it's all of human existence. All right. Thanks, man. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you, man. Hey, Thanks by the way, appreciate it. Don't touch Rami, though. He doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Just press bumps. That's it. I love that he came up and said that just as we were having this discussion. Yeah. <laughs> so Rami's 39, never going to a concert ever again. I think I'm again. done going to a concert. Somebody just offered me to go to a Farm Aid at Alpine Valley in September, like at the end of September. They bought the tickets. They're like, hey, man, got a ticket. It's Who's all that? yours. Some good bands, like Willie Nelson's going to be there, Dave Matthews Band. By the way, Willie Nelson, one of the few country Dude, artists You couldn't who pay I me 500 stand. bucks to see Willie Nelson and Dave Matthews. That's where I draw the line at concerts. Really? Three hours of... Wait, how does Willie Nelson not make your... Willie, what is it? Cantorophobia? Cantorophobia. How does it not make that Willie come out? Willie and Johnny Cash. I, I actually kind of like a little oh, you're bit. In, you're I, in like, I like Johnny Cash. Hurt? A little hurt for you? Oh, I love that. Oh, man. One of the greatest covers ever done. And honestly... The Beatles are the greatest band ever. Yeah, I'm with you. His cover of Johnny Cash's cover of In My Life, try listening to that and not crying. Okay. Try listening to that and not crying. Okay, real quick on this, because you, you've got a, a country music phobia. Yes. With loopholes for Johnny Cash. And Willie Nelson. And Willie Nelson. <laughs> yeah, they're the only Okay, what if it was Luke Bryan doing a Johnny Cash cover? I don't think I could handle it. We can try. Burn a ring of fire. If you want, we can try, but I, I, don't, I don't think I... I this don't. seems really convenient right now. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's real, dude. It's a real thing. Okay, but then you can't have certain people who sing clear country music songs. Phobias don't make sense. Well, they do if they're convenient. Phobias don't make sense. <laughs> my whatever, whatever, whatever trigger is flipped in my head when I hear country music is for whatever reason not flipped when I hear Johnny Cash or Willie Nelson. I don't flip the switch consciously or voluntarily. Uh, it just happens. All right, whatever. 
Well, that escalated. Why would I make this up? It's a super embarrassing thing. Like all of these things that I'm talking about. My shy bladder, my germophobia, my cantorophobia. All super embarrassing. Nobody has these I would be things embarrassed by but me. The home games thing? No, the home games I'm thing, ast- I'm not embarrassed by I'm it. astounded you can do that. You all should all be only playing home games and not taking your phone in the bathroom I, with you. I, I do feel the bad for you at the state fair here because there's there's limited, they're like bathroom barns and they're all I very know. public. And, they've, and they clean them once in like February. I've used one. Yeah. I've used one of those. I've been using, the, they've been very kind over at uh, KSTP TV to let us use the private bathroom like right next door. kicked out today. Wh- who did? You did? No, I think you did. You had to go use a public one. I know. It was just, it was really crowded in there. They were doing hair and makeup. And they, I didn't want to walk through that. <laughs> so you didn't want to give advice <laughs> on no, hair? No. <laughs> I don't know. You so you're all hair? doing hair wrong. No. They seem to have mine. it handled. Yeah. They seem to be on top of it. All right. We will wrap with Royce. If you missed the Byron Buxton news earlier, we'll die. he had a setback, and we're going to dive into that with Patrick Royce via the phone here. Live at the Minnesota State Fair, it's Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North. And Rami here to tell you about some incredible offers from my pillow. That's right. Offers. With an S is a special thank you for helping make MyPillow so successful. They are offering several MyPillow products, including the MyPillow Body Pillow, which I brought home just a couple weeks ago, and I am sleeping so much better. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the Radio Listener Special tab in the top right corner, and you'll be directed to a page where you can save huge on seven of MyPillow's products, seven products using just one promo code, North. Check out these specials. The My Pillow Body Pillow, normally $85.68. Right now, $29.99. More than half off that body pillow. And of course, you can still get a two pack of My Pillow Premium Pillows that I've been telling you about for a good long while now for the all time low price of $69.98. Just $34.99 per pillow. Huge savings on seven of My Pillow's most popular products, including the original premium My Pillow. Just go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener tab in the top right corner. Check out all the great offers. Pick up what you want and enter one promo code NORTH at checkout. Save big now on your favorite MyPillow products. Give them a call at 800-620-4439 or that website again. Go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special tab. Enter promo code NORTH and take advantage of seven offers from MyPillow. 542 here at Score North. Time for the Score North download. We've got a pair of announcements. One that we announced during Viking or during Purple Daily that if you didn't hear it, here it is again. Alex Boone, former Vikings guard, is joining Score North and Purple Daily with Matthew Collar this season as one of our contributors. He'll be on every Tuesday and Thursday this year. So that makes our cast of contributors Sage Rosenfels every Monday and Wednesday, Alex Boone Tuesday and Thursdays, Courtney Cronin Tuesdays, and Myron Medcalf on Fridays, joining Matthew Collar on Purple Daily. And also so the big, the other big one, Vikings Vent Line, will expand as a weekday show this season starting yeah. September 9th. Weekday Vikings Vent Line on Mondays 10 to noon and Tuesday through Friday 11 to noon on Score North. Post-game and weekday Vent Line hosts Judd Zolgad, Phil Mackey, Danny Cunningham, and Manny Hill. That's going forward this season. And Phil Mackey, I believe you have another big announcement here in the Score North download. Yes. Yes, indeed. We all like Bombus yes, on do. this show, right? The Twins are going to set a major league record for Bombas sometime in the next couple weeks. 14 away, right? They're 14 away from tying it. Yep. And the 15th would be the record breaker, the 268th Bombas. And so we put our heads together and said, you know what, we're we're in a a giving generous mood here on the Mackie and Judd with Rami show on Score North. Bombas away for 50K. Get a load of this, okay? (laughs) The Twins are going to break the record. And the only question is, which player will be the one to hit 
the record-breaking 268th home run. If you can correctly guess the player, you'll be entered to win $1,000. We're starting this right now. We're announcing this right now. If you can correctly guess who hits the record-breaking Bamba, you'll be entered to win $1,000. I'll explain how in just a second. Even better, if that player hits a grand slam to break the record, that $1,000 prize jumps up to $50,000. It's really easy to enter. I didn't know we had these kind of resources for prizing. Did you, Judd? I had no idea. I'm expecting that, that you'll be uh, renegotiating your contract any day now. Right? <laughs> I was going to say, that's why you can't afford those sweet tickets yeah. at concerts. You could if you it's got possible. the 50 grand. That's true. <laughs> if you're giving it to me instead of listeners. Uh. <laughs> here's, how you, here's how you register. Download the Score North mobile app. It's free to download anywhere you download mobile apps. Apple, Android, Score North mobile app, S-K-O-R. Register with your name and email and enter. It's that simple. You can enter via the listener rewards part of the main menu. So if it's a Grand Slam, you'll be entered to win $50,000. It's Bombus Away for 50k through the Score North mobile app. But it's 1000 regardless if the person gets the right That is correct. The winner gets the right one. That that's, is correct. That's not yes, bad. you'll be entered to win 1000. Uh, let's I'll bring in grand. Patrick Royce here. We rap with Royce every day on on Score North. And uh, Pat the sun comes up and it goes down every day, and Byron Buxton is injured every day. That's that's all we really yeah. know. Another, another setback say, for Byron. I was going to say, instead of that, why don't you have a contest to guess when Byron Buxton will have his next at bat? <laughs> you know, and if you guess the exact date, you get a hundred thousand. It'll probably be next opening day. But yeah, this is unbelievable. I do not know what to say. I, it's uh, you know, it's not. Because he runs into walls and he's stupid running into walls. He's just brittle. He's just absolutely. How can a guy who was a Division One high level running back recruit uh, not be able to heal from any kind of injury or take any kind of blow? I just don't get it. It's amazing. Well, if he it's, played football in anywhere near the style that he plays baseball, I have to assume he did, Pat. Do, do you think it's possible that? Just what you talked about right there broke down his body, that he's feeling the effects of playing football, and, and that's why he's maybe a little bit injury-prone and, and brittle, as you put it? A little bit injury-prone. That's like saying I'm a little bit fat, for God's sake. <laughs> a little, he's a lot more than a little bit injury-prone. He's unbelievable. I, I would, If I were them, I would write him off for this year. I would, I'd say... You know, remember when we sent you home last year? We're going to send you home again. Hell, wow. you know it's yeah. terrible. It's I mean, what? Don't even bring it up anymore. That you're going to when you get him back, it's, uh, it's uh, you know a little bit of pain in your shoulder, and now you got to suck, shut him down again. And uh, uh, it's uh, I, I don't know. I, I mean, there's no what's what's funny about it is there's absolutely no surprise back. I mean, you just, okay, you know, you expected this to happen. So, and it has, uh, you know, what he took, uh, BP, did he play last night or he just no, took BP? No. no, he sat last night's game. They said it was because of the, the weather oh, took, and wet field oh, conditions. Took, he, Sunday he took BP, right? I think no, he took he BP or something he, Sunday he, and then he couldn't DH'd. play Monday. He DH'd, DH'd on Sunday and then took BP on Monday and they sat him because the turf was supposedly wet in Cedar Rapids. But now, in retrospect, I think we just found out. In other words, they lied. In other words, they lied to us when they said it was the uh, wet turf. 
They uh, they lied about what was going on again. Yeah, well, uh, Jake, Jake, go get him, buddy. You're going to well, get. Pat, uh, let's see how many how many games left. How many? Uh, I got thirty in the left. Season? Yeah, about. I think it's about thirty. I'm not exactly sure. Uh, go get him, Jake. You're going to get 150 abs, buddy. <laughs> Pat, the. Get back uh, to the you. The Twins are not thinking along the lines that you are because as we're talking, uh, Thad Levine put out this statement. We're still optimistic that Buxton is going to help this team at some point before the season's end. We know we're hitting the pause button. I wouldn't even call it a setback, but our doctors have assessed, and he needs to strengthen and stabilize his shoulder. They're not calling it a setback, but he's been set back. I wonder if a guy had a limb chopped off if they'd call it a setback. (laughs) <laughs> they knew, uh, you know. You know what they yeah, call it, Pat? So we had to remove, had to remove uh, Jose Barrios' right arm, but uh, we think that he'll still be fine. Yeah. I know what call it a setback. The doctors just said he didn't, he didn't uh, need his right arm anymore. You guys are forgetting every sports surgery is successful. working on a way where he could get a lot of torque with by putting a little device on his elbow. Or something. Hey, Pat. Yeah. Here's the problem what? now. Uh, so, so you signed uh, Kepler and Polanco to deals last winter, but any one of those young players now, I don't think you go anywhere near them with, with large extensions un- unless they take a bargain deal now. Uh, Rosario, Buxton, Barrios, I'm not going to pay th- those guys huge bucks in December because I don't know what I'm going to get from any of them come next uh, March and April necessarily. Well, I'm not worried about Eddie. I'd, I'd pay Eddie if... If I could get him reasonable, I don't right. think that I think I think Eddie's biggest problem is not that he's out of the lineup a lot; he's out occasionally. The biggest problem with him is uh, I don't think he's had a great. The numbers are fine, but I don't think he's had a great season. I just don't think he's been as good at the plate uh, since about May first. I mean, he's had his periods, and the numbers have maintained a fair. Uh, a fair, you know, a fair numbers, but I don't think he's hit in the clutch and other things like he has in the past. So, uh, I, I thought he was the guy that wasn't going to get paid, but now, obviously, you know, you just Buxton. What what's he got to take the arbitration against you? You you can't pay him. I don't know when you could pay him. He'd have to. He's got to give me uh, six hundred plate appearances next year, or the hell with him. You know, I just say, see ya, buddy. Five fifty six. 600. If he doesn't play 140 games, uh, I, I wouldn't. Uh, I'd start looking elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. They. I don't know. It's just. It's. It's tough because I. I. I want him for. If you. If you said, hey, he's a 120 game guy, which by the way, he's not this year. Uh, if you said he's a 120 game guy and you just have to live with that, I would take it. But right now yeah, he's, like an 80 or, he's like an you 80 or 90 pay. game guy. You can't pay big money for 120. I don't think you know. Uh, and I don't know if somebody will give him give him big money or not. But uh, this is what do what do you think? Anybody think he's going to get twenty at bats in September? No, oh, man. no, not with a short problem. That no, I don't think he is. I mean, could yeah. you could you just sacrifice a spot in your awesome lineup and have him listen? We're going to bubble wrap you a little bit. You're gonna you're gonna catch fly balls <laughs> in center field, and you're going to hope to get hit by a pitch at the plate, and that's it. You're not going to swing because you. At this your rate, I don't think he gets yeah. at bats. I think it. Uh, I think having. I here's another bad part of it is I think it, to a small degree, hurts Kepler's game having to be in center field instead of right field. Puts more pressure on that part of the. Puts more pressure on him. Uh, 
in that part of the game, having to make him play center field instead of right field. So that that it, that hurts him. I mean, he's obviously having a fantastic year, but I think long term that's not good for him. He's a right fielder, not a center field. So and, and Jay Cave can hit against Detroit really well. We know that, but let's put him up against the Yankees or uh, a good team. Well, I don't know. It depends. I'll put anybody up against the Yankees until the seventh inning. First six innings, bring on the Yankees, baby. I'm ready for them. I'm just saying I'm not sold that Jay Cave can sufficiently help you. He played great against Detroit. I think he's, you know, he strikes out a lot. He he brought the launch angle here before anybody three years ago or two years ago when we first saw him. He's got this big uppercut swing. Uh, his biggest problem is when a ball is on the ground. Anytime a ball, he, he'd be better off chasing that squirrel than a ball when it's on the ground, man. He's, uh, he's got no chance. He might as well be chasing a hand grenade when it's on the ground. I don't know what's wrong with him. But I don't know if I've ever terrible. seen a player struggle to gauge like fly ball depth and and yes, the hop yes. of a ground ball in the outfield like J.K. I know that the ball's 12 feet in front of me, but I'm going to dive anyway, damn it. Yeah. That's it. So, you know, maybe, I'm gonna, maybe I could be a rubber man here and stretch out. <laughs> Boy, we're sure pessimistic about a team that's now three and a half ahead. I know, I know. And by the way, they're, uh, I looked it up today. I think it's now the uh, fourth best record in baseball, right? Dodgers, Yankees, Astros, Twins, is that right? Is it the fourth best? I, I think, don't think anybody else. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I think it's a uh, fourth best record in baseball. I, I guess on, uh, if you would have told me that on March 28th, I would have taken it. So, you know, considering, uh, considering I didn't think they were a 500 team, so. Yeah, but here we are, bitching about the Twins. Fourth best record yeah. in baseball. No, we're complaining <laughs> about a guy that can't stay healthy that we all want to watch play. Yeah. I think we're justified. Yeah, well, maybe uh, you know, maybe we're gonna find out. He's, I just hope he doesn't have Andrew Luck's phone number, or else uh, he might not be playing next week. He might just hang her. <laughs> uh, Pat, what's coming up tonight on Royce on Baseball? Well, we don't have much of it, but Tom Kelly. But because we got the, uh, we're playing for the World Championship in hockey, right? I mean, soccer. That is correct. Right. Right, yes. We're playing for the championship of the United States of America this evening. So, But the Tom Kelly, we're going to play the Tom Kelly portion, but you can hear the whole podcast uh, by going to Score North. And uh, Tim Kirchitz on that part, and it'll be great. Nice. Yep. All right, Pat, we'll talk to you tomorrow. See you, Roycey. You betcha. Okay. That's Roycey on Baseball. It's part of the Score North Twin Show. It's the way. U.S. Open Cup okay. final it's tonight. It's the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open yes. Cup. When was the first? It was founded in the early 1900s. Yep, it's over 100 years old, so it's the longest-running club tournament in U.S. soccer. Lamar Hunt, like the owner of the Kansas City Chiefs, Lamar Hunt? He was a big founder. He was a big proponent of soccer when MLS was starting up in the early 90s. He helped found, I believe, FC Dallas and the Columbus Crew. And and he he is the man who coined it the Super Bowl. Yes. Because his children had the old Super Bowls. And he said, that's a good name. Let's make it the Super Bowl. And I'm not kidding you guys. I've heard that story. By the way, actually true. picture of Norman Bates oh tweeted online. Gosh, does, it not, does it not look like a Let's little bit this. thinner me? It, this, is, this is what I said. It's oh, 1960s yeah. Judd. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Norman Bates. 
So there was a fighting chance Romney was not going to make it through that segment. I can hear Judd, 1960s Judd, with the hollies blasting out of his car. I'm lucky Judd didn't Rami. just shove that fried cheese down my air hole and prevent me from breathing. Romney, Romney, blood. Oh, blood. Judd dressed up like mother in the attic. No, that's how. In his rocking chair. It would be Romney. He'd be stuffed in the attic. Now we, need to, now we need to reenact the shower of murder scene. That's a great scene man Are you kidding? <laughs> great great old black and white film but yeah tonight the u.s open cup final it's a battle of united's it's atlanta it's minnesota united and it's right here on score north kickoff around seven pregame around 6 30 you can find Royce on baseball an abbreviated version of it coming up next on score north Royce with his sit down with tom kelly you can find Mackie and judd with rami anywhere you find podcasts the score north mobile app is a great place to start. Otherwise, Apple or Spotify, we'd love a five-star review. And we'll see you all tomorrow at the Minnesota State Fair.